you need your Sega fix. All you gotta know is this. There's a podcast that exists for the Sega nerd. Come and get your Sega news and your classic game reviews. And there's fun and features too from the Sega nerd. They've got Chris and they've got Graham. And there's Nathan now and then. It's like hanging with your friends with the Sega Listen to their words, just download it and it's yours. Here's the Vega Nerd. Hello and welcome to the Sega Nerdcast 18. I am your beautiful host, Nathan. And with me here we have quite a few of the rest of the Sega Nerd staff. We've got Chris, um, and we've got Graham, we've got George, and we've got Hudson. This is Hudson's first podcast, so everybody say hello. How's it going, Hudson? Hello. Hello. All right. Well, I'm going to hand it over to Chris, the founder and leader <laughs> of Stegonerts. Well, before we get uh, going too too fast, I, you know, we always talk about how our week's been going. And since it, this is Hudson's first week on the Nerdcast, I'd like him to start us off. So, uh, Hudson, tell us how your week's been going, man. Uh, it's going pretty good. I got a bunch of scholarships, which means I don't have to pay for like a semester's worth of college. So I'm totally psyched about that. Yeah, and... Nice. Uh, I've been sleeping late and playing games when I'm not, so can't ask for more than that. Yeah, that sounds like the good life. Truly. <laughs> nice. Graham, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, You know, work. Oh, actually, I did go to a special Atari event the other day. Atari? Which is for, uh, for Alone in the Dark, the new Alone in the Dark. Yeah, I saw you post something about that. Now, how did you get into that? Yeah. And how did that happen? <laughs> You know what? Diego off the site, one of our members. We're very familiar with the Diego. Yeah, he um he basically um he knows one of the people at Atari or something and told me to email them and they got me into the event thing. <laughs> so, Are you right. secretly writing for Atari nerds? Yeah, just in case, you know. <laughs> all, all this bad Sega financial news I keep hearing about. Because Atari's anyway, doing uh, so much better. <laughs> hey, wait, they just picked up, what's his name? Uh, was it Phil Harrison from Sony? Is that his name? Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely going to go places with Atari. <laughs> hey, you never know. So how was the so, event? It's actually pretty cool. They had like um, they gave a really good like presentation on it, and they had, because it was actually like in a small cinema, like a really back, back alley kind of cinema place in the middle of London somewhere. Right. And um, so they were they were showing the game off on like the cinema screen, and it was like pretty damn good. And um, they're showing off some of the features of the game and stuff. And I have to say, it looks pretty good so far. And they actually got us to play on it a bit. And uh, have you well, played any of the, the Alone in the Dark games? I played one on the Saturn, which was dreadful. <laughs> it was either number one or number two or something on the Saturn. Yeah, I thought that it was one, terrible. I, oh, and that I, one is I, really really bad. So <laughs> yeah. it's a step up for you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, okay, I want to ask yeah. you this real quick, though. Um, you've been to several Sega events over there. Now, how would you compare yeah. this Atari event to some of the things that Sega's been doing? Uh, In terms of just, you know, you know, being professional, you know, the different kinds of uh, things that they have for uh, the journalists and the writers there. Do they have food? You know, that kind of stuff. Can, can okay, yeah. Um, well, to start off with, the presentation was actually really well done. Was, that was pretty damn professional. Uh, but then after the presentation, they're sort of like, yeah, we've got... We've got six Xboxes upstairs, 
but there's only six Xboxes for like 40 people, which is kind of bad. <laughs> and they said, and if you want to, some of the, like, the developer guys was there and people from Atari, so if you wanted to talk to them, you could. But so like the presentation bit was really good, and then it sort of went right downhill. Oh. And then people were just like mingling around. They had free drinks there, an open bar, which is pretty good. So, well, uh, that, that was pretty nice. I, I'm beginning to think this is the only reason why you go to these things. <laughs> All the free booze. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think the Sega ones are more fun because they get you more involved with the game because they basically um, let us go on the pods to play on the, the Alone in Dark. And um, they had some guys there sort of telling you if you needed any help, they'd tell you what to do. But they didn't really get you into the game so much. Whereas the Sega ones, they sort of they encourage you more to play. and It's a bit more fun at the Sega ones. They have little fun side things to do as well. At least when they're... Uh... At least when they're not, uh, you know, playing the game for you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. After after the event, did you and Diego go and make any like uh, Assassin's Creed videos to post on YouTube? Or anything <laughs> like that? Oh, oh that guy. Uh, <laughs> I guess not. No, no. Um, <laughs> no he, so he actually had a couple of friends there, and I left. I left him to do stuff with them, and I actually had to go home early because I was tired. Uh, been up for how old he is? <laughs> no, I didn't. I completely forgot. Okay, so he's a nice guy, though. He's, you know, so in all, you had a good time, though, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. The, the game, the game's really hard to control. I just warn you that. <laughs> it's pretty impressive, but it's very difficult how, to how control. How long does it have to be released yet? I think it's still a few, a little bit, though, right? Uh, I think it's next month in Europe. What? Sometime. That's. Yeah. I, think. I haven't heard of anything about it. Have you not? Well, I don't really care about the game, so... Yeah, fair enough, then. All right. So, okay, uh, moving on. George, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, just finished up school for the semester, and uh, I actually did one of my Spanish re- report on the trip to San Francisco because that was the reason I didn't turn in that report. <laughs> I was supposed to turn in a report, like a final project, and I just went to San Francisco and decided not to do it. Nice. So then I, just, I just turned it in uh, late. She liked it, but she said, uh, she said it looked like I rushed it, which I did. <laughs> she still gave me a B on it, though. So Nice. Hey, at least you've got your priorities straight, right? Yes. Now she knows that I, that I know that she knows something. I don't know what she yeah. knows. <laughs> that, went, nice. that went somewhere. <laughs> right. Nathan, what have you been doing? We, we know you lead a very exciting life, and we're always anxiously waiting for <laughs> the new involvements in, in the world of Nathan. So tell us, tell us what you've been up to. Hey, screw you, man. No, <laughs> I'm just living at home right now. I don't have a job yet. I've got an interview next week and trying to find something that's all applying to places. Whatever. Screw you. Hey, no, I know. <laughs> You'll get you'll get a job one day, and, and you'll be happy with it. I think that's yeah. that's that's the big thing is you can find a job any day of the week, but to find the right job, you know, that's the tough part, right? To find a job that's yeah. right for you. So it takes a long time. And, yeah, hopefully before the end of the summer, I have something good. So. Well, good luck on that, as always. All right. Thanks. <laughs> um. I uh, I've had a four day weekend this week. They gave us a Friday off, uh, and then we had you know Saturday and Sunday, of course. And then today's Monday here, so it's Memorial Day, and uh, so I'm just kind of hanging out, not doing a whole lot. But yesterday we had my entire office over uh, to watch the UFC, the UFC event. 
Uh, oh my god! Um, oh, good extremely awesome event. There was some really really good fights. Uh, some of my favorite one fighters. Guy, like pulls down another and just punch him in the balls a bunch. Um, there was actually uh, <laughs> this one really awesome fight. Uh, Wanderlei Silva uh, fought Keith Jardine. And they're two really good fighters, but... Oh, one, no, not you, Sardine. Yeah, Sorry. Wanderlei Silva is uh, a maniac. This guy's a psychopath. But he literally, like, got on top of him, held him down like he rape-choked him, like, just one hand on his throat, <laughs> and he just <laughs> punched him in the face over and over, and Keith Jardine was literally knocked out so bad that his whole body just was stiff, and he, he didn't move for, like, five minutes. He was just out cold. It was one of the most brutal wow. things I've ever seen in my life. Like, I mean... It, it was just crazy. So, uh, very exciting event. And I, I was really rooting for Wanderlei Silva, and he came out on top. So, very you good. You let your kids me. watch that stuff? Uh, no, they were outside playing, but, you know. I, I teach them they in their own octagon ring. Do what? Were they playing in their own octagon ring? <laughs> yeah, they, they are. But we like to let them use sharp objects. It, it makes it more exciting. <laughs> so it's like small knives and scissors. You know, what's playtime without some thrill? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, if they don't lose too much blood, it's all in good fun. So, yeah, good, good weekend. Uh, and uh, now I'm here. We have my last day off for the rest of the week. Um, I work a few more days, and like I was telling you guys a little bit ago, uh, I'll be flying out to South Carolina at the end of the week to go to a, a public affairs conference. And uh, so I'll be, I'll be back in the States for a little bit, and I'll be able to go back to Fort Worth and hang out with some family. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, be able to see my uh, brother and you know go out drink with some of my friends again. It'll be a good time. So uh, that's what we've been doing this week. Nathan, how about you take us into what we've been playing? All right. <clears throat> well, uh, start with Graham again. Graham, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've been playing? Try to hey. limit yourself to one game this time. Oh, <laughs> uh, one game. God damn it. He can do it. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, just so you guys know, I completed GTA 4. Done that now. That's good. And, uh, Did you do everything or what? No, I just the main story. I, the side mission's so bloody boring in the game, I can't do them. Do you think <laughs> you're done like, with the game, or are you just going to keep playing it, or what? Uh, I, I've, I've started a new file, and I'm like, cheating and like using all different cars and stuff. I did, I did one file without cheating, and now I'm doing one file with cheating, so oh, yeah. I just go around like pissing around a bit more. But yeah, uh, I still think San Andreas is a much better game overall. Really? Although multiplayer's, multiplayer's better on GTA 4. Why do you obviously. like San Andreas better? The side, like, just the side things are so much more fun. Like, well, for example, in in San Andreas, you get like a, a jetpack, which is damn fun to use, and you get more vehicles to use. You get like quad bikes, you get little pedal bikes, you get bloody hovercrafts, you get loads of different helicopters, you get jet fighters, and it's just the game's just a lot better experience, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, and, and yeah. we, we told you we we're going to limit you to one game, Graham. So don't get too carried away. Yeah. You're done with GTA. Okay, sorry. <laughs> What's the other game you've been playing? <laughs> Uh, I downloaded Lost Winds, which is the new WiiWare title. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's really good fun. I completed it, though. Uh, it's quite a short game, I guess. Although I did manage to get lost about five times. They uh, don't call it Lost Winds for nothing. Oh, <laughs> I thought the Lost Wind was Graham's fart. Oh. Been a classy. How long did it take? How long did it take? Uh, yeah. yeah. I took, I took me, like, three hours. Like yeah, that. it's... It probably took me about five hours with my getting lost. And Wait, stuff. So this is like a one-sitting game? How much did you pay for that? Yeah. Uh, ten bucks. Ten bucks? What? Graham, do you think it was worth the price of admission? Uh, I think so. I think I think it was a good fun game. It's a good experience, I think. 
All right. Well, I know um, some people probably wouldn't agree with me, but I, I really enjoyed the game from what I played. Well, what I, you like quite, uh, I just huh? like the controls, the whole concept of the game. Yeah, it's got really good information of the uh, the Wiimote control. Yeah, definitely. And it, it gets uh, better as you go, so there's a lot of incentive there to keep playing. Yeah. And there's going to be more sequels, apparently, as well, so be interesting to look out for them. Hopefully yeah. they'll be a bit longer, though. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds really yeah. cool. All right, Chris, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? I have been playing a game that uh, I've wanted to play ever since it was released like four years ago. Uh, it was Stubbs the Zombie. just came out on, on the hey. Xbox Originals. It's uh, 1,200 points. Yeah. And uh, this game is made by uh, this, the same guys uh, who made Halo. Um, and it's, it's run, Wait, it actually runs it on the Halo engine. Um, it's made by the Halo guys? No, what? I'm sorry. It's not made by the Halo guy. It's, it's, it's not... M- made by Bungie themselves, but a lot of the guys uh, who worked with Bungie also worked on the game, I believe. Now you're calling me out, and I have to go back and look it up. But what it is doing, though, it does run on the Halo engine. Uh, and for the most part, you can't really tell that it's using the Halo engine, except for a, a few uh, instances. Um, when you get in vehicles, it uses the, the, the twin-stick control scheme of you know Halo, um, and that's uh, it, it's kind of easy to you know do that since you're you know, if, if those who have played a lot of the Halo games are familiar with that control scheme, um, it does that. And then also, uh, one of um, Stubbs' uh, special abilities, he can, like, shoot his hand off, and it can go and um, control, like, uh, enemies, and, like, they can he'll jump on them and control soldiers. And uh, you can actually get uh, soldiers who have sniper um, uh, weapons, and uh, you can... When you control them, it uses the uh, the same kind of control scheme as the Halo um, sniping weapons, where it's you know you, it's a, a, you press the the left stick and like three times to do a maximum zoom, uh, and so that's uh, that's kind of familiar. Um, but overall, the game is a lot of fun. Uh, it's very simple. I mean, there's not anything other than uh, you just go around uh, chomping up on people. Uh, you, you pretty much have to clear a level or just head to the exit, and you kind of start from point A to point B. Um, and at the end of the level, you fight a, a mini-boss, and then you just keep going on. There's a, a loose story tied to where, um, basically, uh, America is taken over by this uh, this Nazi scientist, I think, something like that. And uh, one day, Stubbs uh, awakens from the dead, and he uh, sees this uh, woman who's... Uh, an actress, and he's in love with her, and basically he's just trying to find her, and you just go through all the levels, kind of following where, where she's run off to. Um, but what's uh, what's really kind of almost refreshing in this game is that it's just so simple. Uh, you don't have to worry about a lot of the other games today uh, throw so much at you where there's like fetch quests, um, escort missions, and all this other stuff. There's no collecting things or anything like that. It's just you go from point A to point B. You know what you're supposed to do. And uh, the gameplay is a lot of fun. Uh, one of the cool things about it is uh, once you bite someone, they actually turn into a zombie and you can control them. So you can actually have like a small horde of zombies and you can direct them where you want them to go and they'll go in and like a whole like swarm and attack all your enemies. And it's just a lot of fun. Um, and I really suggest anyone who hasn't played the game to pick it up. Um, is this like an original? This is an original Xbox game. Yeah, it yeah. Is. It's an original Xbox game. It was made. So is on, it backwards uh, compatible? On the 360? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. It, it, oh, you're playing it on the Xbox? Yeah, you know, I'm playing on the... No, no, no. It's one of the Xbox originals. It's one of the ones oh, where so, they oh, have nice. available to okay. download. Yeah, 1,200 points. Um, one of the cool things, though, is... Uh, oh, man, I forget 
what the developer is. It's something hippo. Um, but anyway, they're making a they're making a new game coming out. Uh, but what what they have been uh, saying is that uh, there's going to be uh, Stubbs Zombie 2. It should be coming out at some point. Um, and uh, they've been dropping hints here and there. And I'm, I'm trying to find who the developer is right now, but uh, my internet's going slow and it sucks. But anyway, we'll just keep moving on. But yeah, basically, uh, all you need to know, Stubbs Zombie is a really good game. If you haven't played it and you're looking to, you know, try to try an old school Xbox game, you definitely uh, won't go wrong. And it has an excellent soundtrack as well. It's all like uh, covers of like, you know, like 50s and 60s um, songs um, with, uh, you know, some of the more, uh, you know, well-known bands of today. So good stuff. Is it actually set in the like 50s or is it just the songs? Are... No, no, it is. It's, it's set in the 50s and it's it's more of kind of like a, a futuristic uh, 50s though where they have like hover cars and things like that. So it's more of like, you know, how all the science fiction... Vincent Skies? What's that? So this is like the pulp sci-fi 50s? Yeah, yeah, just, you know, just like that. And that's what's, you know, it's kind of fun to see all that stuff too. Um, but the game's very So it's very kind of been like Crimson Skies, the setting. Mm-hmm. You know, Crimson Skies is sort of like... Yeah, it, it, in a sense, how Crimson Skies is set in the past, but it's in the future. It's similar to this. Yeah. Um, but if you look at a lot of the, um, the like what uh, Nathan was just kind of saying, if you look at it, like the futuristic 50s setting, um, if, if you're kind of familiar with that, you'll you'll be right at home with this game. So. All right. Yep. Cool. Cool. All right, George, go for it. What have you been playing? Uh, Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword. For the DS. Yes, for the Nintendo DS. Right. Oh yeah. So how's that? Uh, it's pretty good. The touchscreen works pretty well. I thought it was going to be shit because uh, they're mostly touchscreen games kind of pissed me off. But it worked pretty well. I still wish that they had a control scheme to play uh, to play with the, the just regularly. But it's all, it's like you have to play it sideways like a book. So, oh, yeah. So I guess it works better that way. Do you think they, uh... Go ahead. Uh... And, and, and I can't play it anymore because my DS died on me. Huh. How? It doesn't turn on now. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't turn on. Even when you plug it in? Yeah, I, I recharged the battery, and then when I went to go play it again, it just, like, flickered on, and then it stopped. Oh, uh, my God. I've wow. never heard of it. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that sucks. Well, anyway, did you play, like, the console versions of Ninja Gaiden, and, like, what do you think of... like? Uh, I only compare? played the ones on uh, NES. I never played the Xbox. Oh, you haven't played the new <laughs> ones? Okay. No. Did you think the, uh, the stylus controls offered you something that... Like D pad and buttons couldn't, or no, not the yeah. no. Except for the aiming, because you could like uh, you could th- throw stuff and you could just tap on the enemies instead of uh trying to aim at them with a D pad. Mm. So, so it's so, more precise yeah. then, would you say? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Well, that like you know the jumping, uh, jumping up the walls and stuff, the, the wall kicking. That's that was pretty easy. The, their stylus, wasn't it? Yeah, you just hit up, just press. <laughs> Simple enough. Yeah, like, I think that'd be more easier than using a D-pad, personally. I think the D-pad would be a bit frustrating. Hmm. What do you think, George? Uh, I think I agree with him. But some of the yeah. stuff, like when you're attacking enemies, it's kind of uh, it's kind of hard to do some moves because it, it like it's the camera zooms out too much, and then you're like hitting more than one enemy, then it thinks you're trying to jump sometimes, and it gets kind of frustrating. But uh, not that bad. So you. Do you wish that they'd provided an alternate control scheme, like where you could just play standard with buttons in the D-pad? Well, it'd be hard to do that since the game's a sideways view, so... Well, if they change the side view or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, sure. I think it'd be better. Okay. You think it'd be better with buttons? Yes, I think it would be better. Oh, well, maybe you should give the Ninja Gaiden games a shot then. The yeah. Ones. They're basically what you're asking for. Yeah, and the graphics are a lot better, you know. Well, I'll give it a try then, I guess. Yeah, Ninja <laughs> Gaiden 2 a... comes out soon, right? It's, it might be out now, I think. Or uh... when, I know, it might be this Wednesday. Okay. Well, that's something to watch out for. Yeah. Okay, Hudson, what have you been oh, playing? I've been playing uh, the Penny Arcade game. Hey! Uh, and yeah. What's the whole uh, the whole tagline for that? Like something. The the oh. rain on the rain slick precipice of darkness is the full title. And uh, I I don't know. Basically, if you like a light RPG and you like their comics, you'll probably like this. Uh, it's a JRPG, right? Uh, it's it uses the uh, active battle system. Uh, you know the one the that has used ever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like one to six or one to nine, I guess, uh, and basically it use, it's really weird because it's sort of a mix between uh, that and uh, an old point-and-click adventure, uh, but it's not uh, a lot like the old ones where you have to search everywhere, every screen, and click on everything to try and find that one like properly shaped gear that by putting it in this other random item, suddenly you'd be able to progress. There's no, uh, there's no real... Uh, Asshole puzzles. I, yeah, there's none of that going on, and they re- they point you right where you're supposed to go. Uh, about the only complaint I've got so far is that they uh, they're reusing some basic mission structure a lot, like kill all the hobos. Okay, now kill all the hobos uh, <laughs> and mimes in one area. But the combat is actually really good because it's got a uh, Paper Mario kind of feel to it. Like enemies will try to attack you and their health bar will flash white, and if you hit it at the right time, you'll block and uh, stuff like that. So I think it, I, it's a decent game, and uh, I think it's a pretty good first effort. So, and, so, yeah. Would you I'll, recommend I'll it to somebody that uh, like doesn't really read the comics, or is it uh, a lot of in-jokes? There's a lot of subtle in-jokes. Uh, I think the, it, it'd, be really, it'd really depend, <laughs> as cop out an answer this is, it'd depend on the person, because it if you've read Tycho's news post, he always has this sort of uh, linguistic style where he'll use, like, sometimes overly wrong, overly long words just to, uh, I guess, prove a point or mess with people. And it's got a lot of that in it. And it's got this. It's set in like 1922 in a weird alternate universe place thing. It's got a lot of steampunk going on. Uh, oh boy, steampunk. Yeah, but it's 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 pretty. It's got the same sort of charm and humor that the script itself does and uh, I think the script's holding up pretty well so far so I guess if I'm on again I'll uh, have you beat it yet? no I'm I'm about uh, I think halfway in okay Graham do you want to say something? yeah Yeah. I was actually actually playing the demo this morning on that game and when I was playing the demo I was just fighting robots so where the hell do hobos come into it? (laughs) Um, I think that must be the first area the first area you just fight uh, the the Explicitly named fruit fuckers, I think their names are. <laughs> and and uh, after that, you go to Hobo Alley, uh, where you meet such okay. colorful, you, you meet a lot of colorful characters, including uh, a urinologist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds right up your alley, Graham. So, are there like different sort of missions you go on, or is it all just one uh, long storyline? Uh, it's it's little missions inside a long storyline. There's a lot of extra uh, missions you can go on. That'll get you like upgrades and stuff. Uh, okay. 
It's it, you you create your character and then you're in the same party as uh, Tycho and Gabe. So, yeah, this is like an episodic game, right? Like this is only right. first, uh, and so yes, I one. assume your uh, stats or character will carry over when the next one comes out. I w- I don't I don't see why not. Uh, they, I don't I haven't read anything explicitly about it, but I see no reason to think otherwise. Have they released what the pricing structure is going to be like for all the episodic content that they plan on releasing? Because the initial one was what is about twenty bucks, right? Twenty bucks, and I think it's going to clock in probably around seven hours. Seven hours for me. Okay. I, I'm, I'm probably going to do all this stuff. That's good. Have they, have they released I, how I, much the the next? Um, yeah, I guess the uh, episode's going to cost. I imagine they're going to keep this uh, price structure wow. as it is. I think. How many episodes is it supposed to be? I think. Uh, I, I can't remember right off the top of my head. I would probably say three. So I guess you'd be paying for a 21-hour game, uh, 60 bucks total. Sounds okay, it's, I guess. I guess it was okay. If you like, if you like it, if you enjoy the demo, I definitely recommend uh, checking out the full game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to download it. Yeah. All right. Before we finish right. uh, this uh, segment, though, I want to I want to say one thing real quick. Uh, my daughter finished her first. A video game ever today. Um, it's Aww. the uh, the Pets Cats Two game by Ubisoft. That's... Wait, that has an ending. Yeah, it <laughs> was. It's amazing. Um, I thought it was <laughs> when I first bought it for. I thought it was going to be kind of like a, a Nintendo's ripoff, but it's not uh. at all. It actually has a storyline. Um, you basically have to. Um, I, I wasn't following all of it, but the gist of it is uh, somehow this dog tricks you into giving this magic hat to him. And, uh, and he becomes what? evil, and uh, he's like taking. He like turns all the animals in this like little, you know, animal kingdom bad or whatever. So they're violent against all the cats, and so you have to go around trying to like That's free them all. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so you have to. So you, she has to go and um, find all of these like little uh, elemental crystals, right? So when she. She finally found all the crystals, and then they made her this magic shield. And so then at the end, she has to go. So she has to go into this area to fight the main boss. It's, uh, the dog's name's Ivlet, I think. Ivlet, yeah. And so uh, so she goes to this area with. Uh, and so she has the magic shield, and it's uh, it will protect her against all of Ivlet's attacks. But uh, Ivlet, like at, at the main guy, he like transforms into this like weird like werewolf looking form of this dog. Is really. <laughs> Really weird, but for some reason he also has this big dragon with him. So he has to no. So you have to fight. You have to fight the dragon first before you fight Ivlet. And the, the Are we only... sure this is not script for the next Sonic game? Or... <laughs> Possibly. So you have to like run and pick up these rocks, right? As, as this uh, cat, and uh, you have to throw them at the dragon. And so this cat is throwing rocks at a dragon, and you have to hit him three times, and you finally defeat the dragon. And then, uh, then you have to fight Ivlet. And uh, how you do that is, uh, he he has this like swooping attack that he he can fly, right? He's a flying dog. Also, I forgot to mention that. So he's like flying around this level oh at you. You have to dodge his attacks and then throw a rock at him. And when you hit him with the rock, it'll stun him. And then you have to run up to him and uh, meow at him, and it'll like scare him, and it'll like it'll hurt him. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, so she ended up beating the game today, and uh, it, I I was really amazed because it ended up clocking in at about twenty four hours of playtime. Oh um, my god! So wow. I mean, this is I'm the, buying it. I, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what was she saying? 
it's pets. Yeah, pets, cats too, um, and it oh was God. really funny. But you know what? It's a, uh, it's definitely a kids game. You know, of course. But I was just, um, I was kind of, I was just really proud of her that she, you know, went through and, and finished the game and completed it. And uh, she was uh, really, she, it was sad too because she was, you know, she was upset that it ended. Um, so she ended up just starting a new character <laughs> and, uh, and she just likes, the, she likes the whole, um, the world of, you know, that they created in the game. So she just likes to run around and you can go fishing and do all this other kinds of stuff. Um, you know, in, in a sense, it's almost kind of like a 3d animal crossing with, you know, in, in a, in a way, um, but she really enjoyed it and, it was fun because I was able to help her out and kind of give her some tips on how to defeat Evlet. And uh, it was kind of just a good bonding moment with us. So I was really, really happy wow. to, to you know spend some time with her and do that. And she was ex- extremely excited to beat it. How old is awesome. your daughter? She's eight. Well, we're all very proud of her. Yes. Yay. So. Get her to start playing some better games now. Please. She's, uh, she's a huge <laughs> fan of um, Viva Pinata, by the way, though, too. She's oh, gotten half the Wait, achievements I- in the game. Wow, I actually I heard that was actually pretty complex uh, gameplay wise. Even though the it, it kind of has like a kitty sheen. Yeah, I, I kept hearing about how deep the system was for raising pinatas. Yeah, it, it is pretty complex. But um, what's really funny is that they usually um, both my girls um, play off the same saved game. Um, and what they'll do is when the other one's not around, they'll go in and uh, sell off all the other st- all the other ones <laughs> and stuff to make money to buy stuff for the other one. <laughs> And so, yeah. So when they end up coming back, uh, they end up they just it's just a big fight between them all because they're always fighting and getting mad at each other because they you know sell off each other's stuff or they you know they put you know clothes or you know stuff on their animals when they didn't want them on there. It's it's really kind of funny, but you know it gets kind of annoying at the same time. So, Uh, (laughs) wow. Yeah. So that's that's what we've been playing in the Powell household this week. Uh, Sounds like a bunch of fun. Now let's. Really uh, how about we talk a little bit anything. about the newsstand? Yeah, because Nathan, I don't think you you got much of anything that you pl- were playing this week, right? Uh, not really. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing the Wii a little bit, but they're all old games that I've had for a long time. Okay. Since nothing new has come out for it. All right, then, uh, Graham, you want to introduce us to the newsstand? Okay, uh, I guess we. I can do. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I guess. Well, the more interesting bits of news this week is um, more news on like the whole Platinum Games deal has been sort of released. Uh, if you don't know what this is, um, a couple of weeks ago it was announced that Sega would be um, teaming up with uh, Platinum Games, who are made up of some of the people who were at Clover. Um, I think, were, were they originally with Capcom as well or something? Uh, yeah. They were like a Capcom second party or something. They were a right, s- yeah. subsidiary company. And uh, right now there's a bunch of ex-Capcom people at Platinum. Like Pretty much any, big anyone names. who mattered left with, uh, left with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the guys who sort of made Resident Evil and Beautiful Joe and stuff. Uh, and Devil uh, May Cry and a bunch yeah. of other yeah. big franchises. God Hand. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, um, anyway. Yeah, yeah they, they've... Um, yeah, if you don't know, they've they've signed a four-game deal with Sega, and they're making games for their Xbox, PS3, and uh, Wii, and oh, and the DS yeah. as well. Yeah, so pretty much everything. Um, but yeah, some more news has been announced about it, and um, well, there is an interview with Simon Jeffrey, who's like the head of Sega America, uh, and 
yeah, pl- basically Platinum Games are getting complete control, creative control over the games, but Sega's helping them with, like, giving guidance and advice, um, especially with, like, the ratings for, like, Mad World, the ESRB rating. Is that right? Yes, yeah. that's right. Yes, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just um, basically so they can get past all the the rating system and everything. It's going to be a pretty violent game by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Platinum Games right now is exclusive to Sega according to the terms of the contract, meaning that Platinum Games can't make any other games for any other publishers at this moment in time. So there's going to be some good exclusive content from Sega, uh, going to Sega right now, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sega owns all the IPs for the four games that have been kind of announced. Well, three of the games have been announced. One of them hasn't yet. But Sega owns the IP, so I guess in the future, if Platinum Games bike are off, Sega can still make more of these games if they want to. Uh, oh yeah, the the deal it says the deal is long term and all the games are meant to be franchises, so we will be seeing more at least at least one more of each of the game, I guess. If they do uh, well, I assume they do well, yeah, right? Yeah. If they do well, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's one problem with Clover. They made some good games, but they uh, they never really sold as well as they should, really. So hopefully, Sega can market the shit out of these and actually get good sales. Yeah, hopefully better than Capcom was able to. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much they paid for the deal. Yeah, that's what I'd like to know. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think all, uh, Simon Jeffrey mentioned in the interview also that there were a bunch of other publishers competing for this deal with Platinum Games, and uh, Platinum Games decided to go with Sega because of um, the amount of creative control that Sega was going to give them compared to other publishers. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's probably yeah. what it basically boiled down to is that Sega was like, okay, we'll give you complete creative control, whereas a lot of the other Publishers wanted uh, a lot more buy-in on, you know, the direction of the game and, and that kind of stuff. Because if you look at it throughout the industry, publishers really do have a, a large say-so um, in, you know, how the developer shapes the game. Um, if, if, yeah. I don't know if you ever got to t- check out any of the um, Gears of War, um, you know, behind-the-scenes footage or the director's um, um, cut of the game. But there's a lot of videos where... Uh, you know, um, Cliffy B and the rest of the guys over there are sitting in meetings with Microsoft. And, you know, Microsoft was really, um, you know, kind of adamant on a few things. And um, they had a really fight to get the uh, the chainsaw gun in the game. Microsoft really? didn't want them to do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, and so it was just kind of... Microsoft, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <I know>. God. <laughs> um, and, and that's funny because that's, that's like the iconic, you know, symbol of that game now. You know, it's a whole franchise yeah. based off that one weapon. Um, but well, yeah. Mad, so, Mad World's logo. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, My go bad. ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was pretty much finished. Uh, well, Mad, Mad, yeah, okay, Mad World's logo has a friggin' chainsaw on it, so I think being, besides all the video evidence, we can at least expect some pretty awesome chainsaw tomfoolery. Yeah, he's actually got the chainsaw attached to his arm in this. Oh, oh really? Oh, right, yeah, it's actually right. attached to his arm. Um, kind of a bit like, I think it's a bit like um, Evil Dead. Yeah, right. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, think, yeah, I think historically, Sega's been a publisher that's willing to take some kind of bigger risks with stuff yeah. like projects like this. So, I mean, maybe not so much so with their own franchise sort of recently, but it's good to see them doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I know they did it with, with Bizarre, because one thing, when I was talking to the Bizarre guys, actually said one thing they loved about Sega was how, basically, they let uh, Bizarre do whatever they wanted with the club. Yeah, uh, when I went Sega's to go to and stuff. Petroglyph to see Universe at War, that was another thing that they told us, that Sega's just been really, really good to work with. As a publisher, 
Yeah. So, I wish they were cool. advertising. Advertising was a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a big thing we've all, you know, we've all talked about this time and time again. And it's just, um, I think the big thing that, the, the big missteps that Sega makes as, as far as their marketing department is, I think they choose to market the wrong games. Um, you know, at the wrong yeah. time, they they pushed Alien Syndrome, you know, all over the place. Uh, <laughs> that game was horrible from the start. Uh, whereas the you know, um, Crush was an amazing Crush. game that could have you know done so well, and, got, and it had no support no. whatsoever, and it was just so frustrating. Um, I think Crush is kind of a hard game to market, though. But you know, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's how you become a good you know, if a good you know, you know, publisher can properly market. A any game, you know, and they can find an audience for them because the club is just—I don't know—it's it's such a wonderful game. It's just so disappointing to see that it just you know flamed out so badly. And um, Sega well, has did, a, sorry, go ahead. Well, didn't Sega of America get a new uh, VP of marketing or something? Did, a couple yeah, of months I think ago? Uh, a few a few months back they did, but I mean, but it's just—it's really not just a Sega of America deal, too. I don't think uh, even. Sega Europe had a lot of marketing behind Crush, did they, Graham? Oh, no, they only had like a couple of magazine adverts, but yeah, Alien Syndrome. Yeah, that was a European-developed game, too. Yeah, it was, but yeah, the thing was, I didn't see, I, I really didn't even see any magazine uh, advertisements, and there was definitely no commercials for it at all. So, I mean, basically all nope. it was was just, um, you know, their PR people sending out assets, you know, you know, images and, and videos, you know, every few weeks of the game, and yeah, that's Does not. Sega really advertise their games on TV anymore? Like the last ones I saw were Iron Man. Condemned had some them. Iron Man. A lot of the more high-profile ones they do, um, but I don't know. And I think Sega's. I think Sega's biggest problem is image in every sense of the term. Like you know, ads, uh, building up hype for a game. They don't really. It doesn't ever seem like they know what they're doing. And well, for, I mean, for God's sake, they let they let out all that. Leakage for Sonic uh, Unleashed or whatever, and they just—they just seem like they don't have a grasp on how to handle. Uh, I, I was actually talking. To, I was actually talking to a guy from Sega about that whole Sonic Unleashed leak thing, and apparently the FTP site they um, the Sega rep uploaded it to was a private one that only Sega people should actually know about. So the press mm-hmm. shouldn't have even known about it, and someone uh-huh. managed to get into it or something. Someone hacked into it. And that's how it actually leaked out. So I think what happened is that they, uh, someone posted the actual um, the login information uh, to get into the private side of the FTP, and when someone just yeah. found it and they were able to log into it, and they that's how I think they were able to uncover all the uh, okay. you know, unleashed. Wow. Yeah, they left the they left the document on uh, the public one, the right. public uh, FTP. Oh right. yeah, that was it. That was yeah. That, they put the wrong file up or something. Let everybody know okay. what it was. Uh. All right. Anyways, oh, yeah. <clears throat> keep it moving. Around. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we? What's going on here? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Another bit of news is um, Sega uh, have announced they're publishing um, Shirin Three on the Wii um, in Japan, and uh, so far they've only released a couple of uh, CGI videos and nothing like no gameplay yet. Uh, I, think I saw some. Uh, in the one we posted, I thought I saw a tiny bit of gameplay. Nothing significant or anything, but uh, like no. just a, no. It looked like they were in a town. It had that overhead view. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where did you see that? Uh, the one we posted on our site. Oh. Uh, 
<laughs> Clearly, I didn't watch it properly. Whoops. Uh, oh, yeah. well. Um, but, yeah, a um, couple of questions, though. Uh, I know that Chris has played uh, the DS game, and I've played it a bit. Have you guys played any of the Shirin games at all? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't, but uh, I know some. I know a lot of people who like roguelikes, like Sharon, and they re- they all seem to really enjoy uh, Sharon. Oh, okay. Yes. It has to be sugar free though. The DS one sucked. Did you play it, George? Yeah, I did play it. So I was gonna do a review, but I was I told Chris I wasn't gonna do it because it sucked. <laughs> yeah, Chris actually did what uh, review of it. As, as yeah, well. he didn't like it much. I guess you guys yeah. aren't much for roguelikes. No, yeah. I, I played it for like a couple of hours. You know, I don't, I don't mind, you know, it being hard and, and all this other stuff. But just the fact that if you die, you have to lose, you lose all progress you made. I, I just don't understand what the appeal of that is. Yes, it's hard, but I mean, well, I mean, you can really adapt does. that same mindset to every single game you've ever played, and that doesn't make the game any better. I mean, think of about well, playing an RPG. Some people if you like die. kind of crazy challenge. That's just really like that yeah. There's a really large devoted fan base to roguelikes and stuff like that. This is, I mean, people still play them, so I don't know. Right. Yeah, and I don't. I know they do have a following, but I just, I just don't see the appeal of you know, if you die one time, you lose everything. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's why it's kind of specialized. It doesn't have a. Well, I think the idea is, is that you you've still affected the end game, but you lose. I, there's something that you keep. Like there's progress made, but it's. You have to get there again to utilize it or something. I'm not that educated on roguelikes in general, so I should probably stop talking now. <laughs> in Shiren, uh, the Wanderer, you lose everything. There's, there's a, a, there's a, like you have a house where you can store items. Where if you know you die, um, you'll be able to keep those. But the thing is, though, what was frustrating to me is, I mean, you have these items in there, but you're not using them in the game. So, I mean, what's the point of actually, you know, having them? You know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Also, also, in Shirin on the DS, you die unfairly. Like, I was fighting one guy, and he turned me into a rice cake, and I couldn't move or do anything, and he just stood there and started hitting me, and I died. Cause, yeah, cause that's what the roguelikes still do to you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you probably like, didn't have the right anti-rice cake amulet on you. Yeah, yeah that's like, like, this is standard roguelikes. Well. <laughs> this is standard. Yeah. The game I, I, looks nice, though. Yeah. It, does, it does look pretty. The new, the new trailer does look pretty. As far as it goes, though, like this is only for Japan, right? I highly doubt I, that we'll see this game in America. I was surprised they brought it over in the first place, but uh, I don't know how it did. So I, I don't I mean, think the DS one did very well, so I don't think they'd have much of an incentive to release another one here in America. Well, I know right? uh, Pokemon Dungeon or whatever just came out. That's actually a roguelike. Yeah, but that has Pokemon. You stick Pokemon... If you stamp Pokemon onto a pile of shit, you'll still sell a million copies. Maybe they could make a Sonic version of it. (laughs) A Sonic RPG? Oh, a Sonic Rogue... Sonic Roguelike? Just never give many rings. If he touches anything, he dies. There we go. Alright, I think we've milked that one. Alright, let's move it on. Um, another bit of what well, I thought was pretty interesting news is um, Sega Rally 3 has been released in the arcades. At least in Europe it has. I'm not sure about America. But, um, yeah, and Sega had um, a special like press event the other day. Uh, I think it was over the weekend, last Friday or something, uh, where they actually like, showed off the game and everything. And Unfortunately, Sega nerds weren't invited. 
what the hell. But um, oh, well. other sites like Arcade Heroes were inviting actually did a pretty good report on it. They had loads of videos and uh, it, details on the game. And uh, the, the game, from what it sounds like, it's sort of based off Sega Rally Revo, but um, it, it's actually got whole new tracks in it. And um, it's got a couple of the original tracks from the original Sega Rally. Uh, um, apparently most of the tracks have got little features from Sega Rally River on it like um, I know just one of the videos I watched um, a few the first few corners looked exactly like uh, one of the uh, sort of beach tracks on um, Sega Rally River but then suddenly that the rest of the track was completely different and it, was, it looks like a really good game though like um, they they showed up loads of specs of like the actual arcade cabinet and how like, what's actually underneath the hood as it were and it's meant to be like a really good um, new arcade board or something I don't think it's running on Limburg, which lots of people thought it would be. Hmm. But, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, but, is there a uh, quick... Sorry, is, is there that... a different uh, studio behind that than that was behind uh, the one they got, I guess, Yeah, canned? because they had that Sega Driving Studio, right? That, right. The, the cost yeah. more, but they've been dissolved already. Yeah. yeah. Um, I believe this was partly, at least partly made by Sega Racing Studios. That, that's the impression I got. Um, but, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. We need to get go into that, I guess, later today. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you, do you reckon that this whole Sega Rally franchise should have died after Sega Rally Revo, or do you think it should just stay in the arcades where it belongs? I think if it stays in the arcades, it's going to die, just like everything else that's staying there. That's staying in the arcades in general. But I think it, I think console port is good. Yeah, or do you think they should keep making them for? Do you, yeah, do you think they should keep making them for the arcade, and then if the arcade game's a bit successful, then port it onto, like, the console format? Uh, I just think they should do whatever's been successful so far, because... Yeah, well, because Sega Rally River was specifically designed for the consoles, for the right. uh, 360 and PS3 and stuff. Did that game and do well, if, or...? No, I don't think it did that well. It did okay, I think. Did people uh, like it? Like, was it a good game, or...? It got it got pretty good reviews. Oh. Yeah, I think part of the problem was that it was didn't have the same pick up and play feel as the other Sega Rallies. It was actually quite hard to get used to. Oh, so it wasn't arcadey enough. Yeah, basically. Whereas oh. the other Sega Rallies you could pick up and play quite easy. Uh, I, right. Well, I personally found it quite hard to control River at some points. Like the actual, it's quite difficult. Like the actual, um, the the opponent cars were actually quite hard to beat sometimes. Well, then maybe uh, they just need to remember that Sega Rally is an arcade game. Yeah, well... They've designed them. Alright. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that's, uh... Yeah. That was pretty much all the main news, I could think, of, uh, at the newsstand. Alright, All right. so that wraps it up for this week. Chris? Yep. Let's get going. So, name that tune. Um, and as you know, if you listen to last week's episode, uh, you'll have heard, um... You, you'll know what, what name that tune is, but if you didn't... Um, that's okay, because uh, basically it's a, it's a new feature on the Nerdcast where I'll play a, a short clip of a Sega game, um, and it can be either a Sega developed game or just a game that was developed and published on a Sega console. And uh, the other guys uh, on the, the Nerdcast team, or the, Nerd, the Sega Nerds team, has to uh, guess what it is. And if they can't uh, successfully name all of the tunes, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to give... Uh, we're going to open it up to a contest where um, people can try to guess the ones that they weren't able to successfully guess, and if they, uh, they'll email them to us, and uh, they can uh, try to win a copy of the Incredible Hulk. So, um, at the end of the uh, at the end of the show, 
we'll uh, give you the uh, email um, address. But uh, here we go. Let's uh, let's go uh, go with round one. And Graham, you're going to be uh, the first one to uh, to do this one. All right. Ah, terrible at this. Okay. Here we go. What I did uh, last week was pretty tough. Uh, you weren't able to, to do two of them, so I made these a little bit easier. Um, but I think uh, I think it might give you some trouble still. So let's see. Here we go. Okay. I know that one. Okay, okay. Right. Well, let's look at Graham. Who doesn't know that exactly. one? All right, Graham, what is yeah. it? I'm so going to get this wrong. <laughs> this is going to be so embarrassing. Oh, right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Graham, two, two games, Wait, two no. games fucking into my mind just then. You gotta well, pick I'm one. going to disown you if you get this wrong, okay? Pick one. <laughs> Shenmue? No. Oh, no. my <laughs> God. Okay, Hudson. Hudson, your turn. What, I guess next? Yes. Yeah, go for it. Like, okay, yeah, Fantasy Star? Yeah, Fantasy Star what, though? Oh, online. God. Yeah, Fantasy Star Online. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> on, cram. 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 You guys really Jeez. embarrass yourself on this. Okay, um, okay, here's the next one. Nathan, Nathan, you're up for this one. All right, here we go. Oh, I'm up? Okay. Yep. Why well, can you give me that one, Chris? <laughs> sounding remixes of these songs. That one was so much easier than the first one. Okay, oh, whatever. Yeah, it was Sonic Adventure, Emerald Coast, there first level. In the game. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, George, it's your turn. This is round three, and uh, it, these are supposed to get progressively harder. Um, so we'll see. Oh, that's see. not fair. Yeah. Oh, so Graham struck out on the easiest <laughs> ball. Exactly <laughs> on the one. The one was easiest, damn it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Shin. Damn. Here we go. Hudson, okay, this is round four. It's, it's your turn now, okay? Here we go. All right. Um, is that hard or am I just awful at this? <laughs> uh, I, I think that's that one. <laughs> I have no, I've got no idea. I'm going to guess Space Channel 5. Oh, good guess. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. All right. Oh. Wow, All right. you guys are doing good. 
A lot better than last week. These these aren't as obscure as they were last week. I think that I made them a little too hard last week. But um, all right, Graham, you're back up. And, chance to uh, redeem yourself. This is your last chance oh. to redeem yourself, Graham. Let's the, see if you can. The other three were easier than the first one. Oh, no, I think everyone Graham. was able to get that one. Okay. Number two, number two, and number three are easy. No, okay, here, well, all right, okay, let's see whatever. if this one's easy. All right, here Bring we go. On. This is supposed to be Bring the hardest, but I made it a little bit easier for you guys because y'all struggled last week. So here we go. Is that Rez? You're wrong again, Graham. Damn it. Dang. Damn it. <sighs> George, your turn. Uh, um, I don't even know this one. Let me guess. Um, <gasps> oh, I think I know what it is now. Oh, crap. No, you don't get another guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, I can't think of anything. Okay. <laughs> um, Ren- Hero? That's wrong, too. Uh, uh, let's see. Hudson. Let's, let's see if you oh, can... Shit. Um... Uh, Sega Rally? Wrong again. Nathan, Damn. let's see if, if you can, uh, you know, clean this one up and, and figure it out. Oh, I thought I knew what it was. Now I, it dropped out of my head. Likely excuse. Uh, you hear it one more time? Hold on. I know I've definitely heard that before. Crap, I can't think of it right now, though. Do you, do you want to hear it one more? Mm-hmm. Is it going to help you out at all? Um, probably not. Give it a guess. Just give it a guess, man. What's the worst uh, thing that happened? I think I stumped you all again. Dang it. Damn it. This is not fair. Wait, is that Jet Set Radio? Ooh. Look at him. He what? got it right. It was Jet Set Radio. Yeah, it really oh, was. Yeah, I'm the king. I'll play, a, a, I'll play it again. This is, is Jet Set Radio. No. Now, now see it's if not, you guys can dude. remember it. Does it ring any bells? No. <laughs> I have to think about what happens or what's what comes up next in the song. See, I I, I, I associate Let Mom Sleep with Jet Grind Radio, so I don't know. That's mm. all I've got. Okay. Well, good job. Well, uh, I think um, you saved us a little bit of money this week, guys, because now we're not going to give away another copy of The Incredible Hulk. But if any listeners uh, this week go back and listen to last week's episode, uh, the guys weren't able to successfully guess all of the songs. So if you can guess those songs and send an email to seganerds at gmail.com, then you can uh, get in the running for a brand new copy of The Incredible Hulk when it releases next month. 
So uh, go back. you got to listen to last week's episode because they were able to get all of them this week. I think I'm going to have to up the difficulty again for next week, and, and we'll see if you'll be able to get them again. These were all, uh, if you guys weren't able to guess already, these were all Dreamcast games that were all Sega developed and published. So I just made it a little bit easier. They were able to get it, so I'm kind of proud of you guys. Good job on that. Now, <laughs> now let's uh, for let's, you, Chris. Let's take in the home stretch. <laughs> uh, we're about done. I think Hudson has some kind of exciting news uh, to tell us, though. Oh uh, yeah, no. I've uh, I recently won a uh, journalism type trip with the uh, Scripps Howard Agency to South Korea and Japan uh, mid June, and that means I'll have a chance to pick up some awesome, crazy. Sega memorabilia while I'm in uh, uh, Tokyo, specifically in the electronics district of Akihabara. So uh, what we were thinking, Chris, uh, right, we were talking about asking everybody out there what they would want me to pick up, uh, what they think would make a good uh, contest prize. Yep. Uh, so I guess there will be more on that as it develops, but uh, we will definitely have some kick-ass prizes for you guys out there in the future. So when are you going to be heading over to Japan? I will be, I'll get into Japan on the 21st after about a week in Korea, or South Korea. And so, yeah, no, it should be about the end of the month, like end of June, we'll have a new contest coming. Have you ever been to Korea before? Uh, no, never been, well, I, I've been in Narita, Japan for like a layover, but that's it. I, uh, I spent about uh, three weeks in Korea uh, last year. And uh, I was just so amazed by how many cell phones people have there. Like, you'll, you'll go into, like, the subway, and everyone's on a cell phone. And their cell phones are so much more complex than ours. Like, they can watch TV on it. They have, like, these really long metal antennas that come up off their cell phones. And it's just – it's almost scary in a way because you're walking down the road, and everyone's just staring at this little cell phone, like, you know, typing on it. And they're not even aware of their surroundings at all. It's – uh. It's very weird and disturbing. <laughs> so look out for that. Get used to that. <laughs> um, where are you going in, in? Are you going to Seoul? I'm going to Seoul and the DMZ. Nice. I got to go to the DMZ also. Um, hopefully you'll be able to. Yeah. What, what they do is they have a tour there uh, where, the, where uh, the North Koreans actually dug tunnels underneath the border. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, their, their goal was to dig a tunnel all the way to Seoul where they were able just to be able to... They're going to invade it. Yeah, right? basically invade. <laughs> but the funny thing about it is they painted all the walls black in the tunnels. And the South Koreans, they found they found the tunnels, right? And they, they found out what they were doing. But the North Koreans were saying that they were just mining for, uh, for coal because the tunnels are black. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. We were just mining for coal, see? The walls are the black, walls. that's coal. And uh, it was just like spray paint. Is all it was. It was just, they That's just why these tunnels go straight to Seoul. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, it's just um, I don't know. It was pretty hilarious. But I think you'll have a good time, and hopefully you'll be able to get some good stuff uh, for not only the Signer's blog, but you'll be able to give some stuff um, back to our readers, and uh, you know, through the form of right. uh, an awesome, awesome contest. So we're definitely all looking forward to, to I'll that. I'll try to write up a few posts while I'm over there as well. So that's. Yeah, try and like look up some Sega employees' skirts or something. <laughs> Give us the full scoop on that. That'd be great. Um, and as always, uh, we always have a lot of um, things in the plans. And uh, right now, we're we're constantly talking about new ways that we can improve the site, um, bring you new features, and things like that. So um, just uh, keep sticking with us because you know we 
really have some great stuff um, in the pipe that we're going to be uh, launching here in the next few months. And if you have any any ideas um, for things that we can bring you guys, uh, feel free to email us. Um, and our main email address, it's always uh, siganers at gmail.com. So if you have any any uh, tips for you know for the news, if you have any comments you want to tell us or anything like that, send it to that address, and it will get to all of the Seganers editors. Uh, so send it there, and uh, you know I think that wraps yeah, up. Yeah, be sure to get involved with the community and post on the forums. Um, our forums are at SeganersForums.com. Yes, we've got a lot of people discussing like all the new Sega news or just game news in general all the time on there. Definitely. All right, I think okay. that's uh, thing. It does it, guys. Uh, Good. I, I'm out of here. I gotta go drink some more beer now. So I'll take. I'll, I'll right. leave you in peace. Good, good, uh, good nerdcast this week. I'm glad we were able to get together. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Love you, mothers.
Okay. But your motor. 